Welcome to This Week in South Carolina. I'm Charles Spierbauer. Following the mass shooting in Las Vegas last October, the city of Columbia was the first in the country to enact a ban on bump stocks, the kind of device that enabled the Las Vegas gunman to dramatically increase his deadly rate of fire. The city's ban may not stand up in the state legislature. Meanwhile, there have been more mass shootings across the country and sporadic violence in South Carolina's capital city, specifically a weekend shooting incident in the popular Five Points District. Governor McMaster has called for armed school resource officers, police essentially, in every school. Some would arm teachers. Are America's cities, schools, and public places becoming ever more dangerous? What steps are viable? Which are controversial? Who should make those decisions? That and more about our cities today in our conversation with Columbia Mayor Steve Benjamin. Mayor Benjamin also serves as Vice President of the United States Conference of Mayors. Mayor Benjamin, thank you very much for, for joining us. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, Dean Bibar. Can we, can we start with the Five Points shooting in this context? There were three people injured, one apparently a bystander, two who had been involved in some altercation. Is Columbia a dangerous city in your mind? Is Five Points a dangerous area? Absolutely not. Five Points is a fantastic uh, village that has for years enjoyed a special place in the hearts of Colombians and for people who come from all around uh, the world. And I, I, I do believe that the criticism that's been leveled at, the, at that community has been um, wholly unfair. No one, of course, pays attention to the fact that all of 2017 there was no act of, of gun, gun violence in, in Five Points and none, of course, the first part of, of, of this year. Uh, your I've, previous one of our yeah. students was severely oh, injured there. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, the, uh, it's important uh, to know last year we had 99 incidents of gun, gun violence in, in, in the city. None of them, again, um, were in Five Points. And even the, the, the very night that this uh, incident, a man came from Hopkins and um, shot wildly uh, uh, in, into the crowd. I don't, I don't believe it was an in indication of Five Points or Five Points culture. Uh, across town in the county, uh, there, were, there were three individuals shot, and, and we paid very little attention uh, to that incident as well. It's amazing that we that I, I believe Five Points has taken a pretty good beating uh, by by a lot of folks who uh, uh, who may have uh, other ideas in mind, but I don't think it's been fair. I do believe, however, I want to be clear, uh, that American uh, culture uh, is particularly violent. Uh, we we are compared to other uh, Western nations. We have a, a higher percentage of, of of not just gun crimes, but violent crimes overall, and usually a lot of uh, issues that might have been settled with a fist fight when I was a kid. Uh, it's now it's now settled by gunplay, and that's unfortunate, and um, requires all of us to be thinking more so as leaders in public policy, but also as leaders in our own households about what we can do uh, to make America a safer place. So that's the rapid escalation from from you and I having a disagreement to one of us pulling a gun. It's a, a very much so. Uh, um, issues that might have been settled um, with a, with a, an argument. Uh, or fisticuffs uh, now shuttle with, with, with firearms and sometimes significantly enhanced firearms um, with things like bump stocks and, and trigger cranks. I want to get to that, but what capacity does a city have to address this kind of violence? Sure, well, well I believe that obviously uh, all things cannot be solved by government alone. It requires an entire community. I mean, that's, that's the mark of being the greatest democratic nation in the history of the world. We have institutions. Uh, that exists within the government, but also outside of the government, our, our, our faith-based institutions, I'm a Christian, our church, our, um, our uh, civic institutions, from Rotary to our educational institutions, all of us play a role 
and creating that, that entire body politic where we all have rules that we're all supposed to abide by. And prayerfully, that we, um, starting at home uh, with our family, we, we, we pass certain values on to our children, uh, helping them understand violence is never the answer. As a policymaker, um, I believe that we have, of course, not only the authority but an obligation uh, to act uh, and, and make sure we're doing all we can do. Investments uh, in law enforcement, our police department funding in Columbia is up 60% since I became mayor. Uh, investment in, in significant uh, youth violence efforts and, of course, supporting our, our parks and rec initiatives, making sure more children have opportunities for positive uh, influences in, in, in their lives regardless of what's happening at, at home, supporting our educational system. We're, we're doing those things and uh, it's become more important and um, I think significant uh, given the lack of federal action and sometimes state action uh, to try and create that positive environment for our children to live up to their God-given potential that local governments act. That's one of the things that intrigues me because you, you have the local level, you have the state level, you have the federal level. So, so after the Las Vegas massacre, what else can we call it, you, you in the city of Columbia, you took out, uh, you enacted a ban on not bump stocks per se, but using bump stocks on weapons. Yes. What, what, give us a little bit of a sense of why did you take that step? How did you get out in front of this issue? Uh, Dean, it was um, because of significant frustration uh, that we've seen across the country, and not only on the issue of, of, of guns or, or violence, but just the um, inability of the federal government to get a whole lot of things done. Uh, some of that same uh, uh, disease infecting state government. We've now seen people rely heavily on, on cities and local governments uh, to pass policies that help improve people's lives. Cities so this, now, this is in part being uh, demonstrative this, uh, and saying uh, uh, if you uh, won't do it, we will? We will. 85% of American citizens now live in cities and metropolitan economies. 89% of the jobs are in cities and metropolitan economies. 91% uh, of America's nearly $20 trillion GDP is created in cities and metropolitan economies. We build 75% of all the infrastructure in the, company, in the country. Uh, the federal government has, has stepped back from its, its uh, responsibility to do a lot of things and, and we believe in creating an environment where we can be safer in our homes is one of those areas. After the massacre in, in Las Vegas, we just decided that something needed to be done and my city council acted unanimously, I might add, and there are very few things that we do unanimously uh, to, to operate within what we believe the boundaries of state law uh, is, our state law, uh, much like many around the country, is, is effectively work to preempt local governments from doing a number of different things that, that we believe are, are clear within our authority and we decided that we would we would we would we would um, um, strike out and uh, on our own uh, making sending a message not just to state and federal policymakers but to other cities around the country spoke just today uh, to a city councilwoman in Lincoln Nebraska who, who wanted to uh, learn more about a bump stock ordinance because she's going to introduce one there uh, on moving their city forward as well. Why, why isn't this just a feel-good, look-we-did-something approach? I mean, how do you how do you enforce, how do you monitor uh, sure. a regulation such as this one? Sure, it's it's very difficult, and uh, and um, and uh, a lot of this enforcement will come obviously sometimes when our officers are responding to a a, a call. But it that was makes important it after the fact, uh, uh, or even if it's responding to a call of a firearm in, being in the, the place, not necessarily a crime. Uh, but the uh, it was important 
that it happened, that it happened here in Columbia, South Carolina, Dean, because we are the heart of the American South. This is gun culture. All, all but one of my city council people um, own firearms. Some own several firearms. I'm a gun guy. I'm a strong Second Amendment supporter. I'm a, I'm I was former chief of our state's second largest law enforcement agency. I'm trained on firearms and I own several firearms. It was important that we step out because oftentimes after these massacres you hear people say, uh, you know, if there was a good guy with a gun, he would have solved this issue. Well, we got a council full of good guys with guns who decided that something needed to happen. We needed to come around the table and find some compromise uh, that, on an issue that ought to be clear. Uh, we have support of our sheriff, our chief of police and others. Uh, that, that, that bump stocks have no place uh, even in a strong Second Amendment uh, community. And we needed to act, uh, and hopefully um, in, in other cities around the country that may have um, a more less stringent um, uh, preemption laws, give them uh, the, maybe the, the, the courage and support to act as well. How but, many cities have followed your lead? Uh, I know that we've interfaced with, with, with dozens of them. How many have actually introduced and moved forward? We're actually uh, spending some time together with um, a few dozen cities um, just uh, two weeks from now. Is this something you're advancing in your role with the, uh, with the National Organization of Mayors? Yes, sir. I, I, I am. I'll, I'll take up as president of the U.S. Conference of Mayors on, on May 7th. And, and this, this, along with a number of other uh, initiatives that, that are, again, uh, designed to promote dialogue and promote compromise, it just makes sense and helps, uh, helps us you know, create safer communities for our, uh, for our families. We're going to keep pushing them. Are there any instances you're aware of where, where the, the police in Columbia have had to address this, this particular statute since it was enacted? We have not yet, and I, and I hope and pray that we don't. That may not be a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and, and obviously um, the, 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 the images of, of our sheriff's deputies, our state law enforcement officials, or our city police officers ever encountering a situation where someone is able to enhance an AR-15 um, with a, a trigger crank or a bump stock and release hundreds, sometimes up to 500 rounds in one minute, is, is, a, is a situation that we hope we never have to encounter. Um, Would the police here even know where those devices, the bump stock, the, the crank, where those things exist within the city? No, and obviously that's one of the, uh, I know there's some additional um, uh, measures that have been um, put into the, uh, uh, the new um, uh, Legislation that, that Congress is considering this this week to keep the government open that that supposed to help with some background checks, but but there are so many different things that we could do uh, that would significantly enhance knowing who has what, who owns what, and what we can do. And certainly, obviously, some of these things are in the hands of people who ought not have them. Um, so we need to incentivize uh, others sharing that information with us as well. What more would you do? Well, uh, would. I do. What would, uh, would you like uh, to see be done? Uh, yes. Well, um, obviously, uh, I think enhanced background checks um, would, would, is, is a start. I think, I think closing loopholes so that people who have um, who have had significant um, uh, um, mental health challenges demonstrated have, have had significant uh, issues of, of domestic uh, violence, and obviously, if you can't fly on a plane, you ought not be able to to, to have easy access to to, to firearms. Uh, would be a great place to start. I want to, want to get to the jurisdictional question, that is, whether this is with, within the city's purview or whether it, it falls to the state or, or the federal government. Um, there, there has been a, a, at least one bill introduced in the, in the General Assembly here that, that uh, the essence of which says that uh, political subdivisions may not regulate firearm accessories. Now, that seems to be specifically addressed to, to, the, to the bump stock and the, sure. and the, and the crank. Sure. We, we've, of course, seen uh, 
uh, uh, President of the United States and, and the uh, Attorney General uh, uh, and others move forward uh, with um, pushing forward a ban on, on, on bump stocks. And, I, and my, I'm, I'm just a poor country lawyer, but I do know that the uh, Federal Supremacy Clause uh, outweighs the state, and there are actually a number of federal laws as well, including a recent uh, Fourth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals case that, that the Supreme Court did not uh, grant certiorari to. Uh, that not only addresses issues like bump stocks, but speaks directly actually to AR-15s and say AR says AR-15s are not protected by the Second Amendment um, as they are weapons of, of war, and I believe probably gives latitude to local governments to also regulate AR-15s. That's that's not that's not a a, a river we've crossed yet, but um, I do believe that local officials, I do, along with um, uh, hundreds if not thousands across the state every single year, take an oath. Uh, to, to protect uh, and defend not just the Constitution but the public health and safety of the people that we've been elected to represent. Uh, that um, a few legislators who might disagree with that, that or might feel their oath is superior to my oath, I, 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 I fundamentally disagree with that premise. What, what though, Mayor, is, is your level of concern that, that the legislature could, could overstep you and, I, and, and knock out the, the law that you're passing? I'd, I'd hope that, that um, uh, that uh, policymakers at the state level would exercise better judgment. Um, I think most people with common sense, I've seen poll numbers well over 80 percent, realize that there's no reason for civilians to have bump stocks. Um, this is not a sportsman's uh, uh, choice of, 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 a, of an attachment to a firearm. Uh, they don't belong in the streets of America. And I'd, I'd hope that our legislative, legislators, and we have some really good legislators, hopefully they'll, they'll be able to balance out those who might be a bit more rash in their judgment. What's, what is your sense, though? Is this bill going anywhere uh, in the legislature? It's my understanding that, I think, in the wake of the president's pronouncements and, and those of the attorney general, uh, that the bill is slowed down, and I hope that's, um, that it stays in, in committee. Is, is this in any way like the, uh, uh, the turf war that ensued over the North Carolina bathroom bill where Charlotte passed uh, a statute and the state legislature overturned it? Uh, no, we've we've had a, a, a practice here in Columbia that if something is of urgent public concern or public safety, uh, that even uh, if the state has chosen not to act, that we ought to lead. Uh, we showed that leadership um, when the state was slow in banning bath salts. We we, we banned them in in Columbia, so so many children were getting hurt. Uh, we, well, the state was slow to ban texting while driving. We banned it in Columbia, uh, and the state followed suit. Hopefully, this might be a, a wonderful, another wonderful example of, of, of the state taking the lead from some of some of its cities. So, you think you have a better relationship with the legislature? Um, we work every single day to make sure we maintain good relations with the governor and, and, and the legislature. I think it's important that we dialogue and, and work together, but that does not run counter to our responsibility to work every single day to, to represent the people of the city. Let me, let me just touch on a couple other things that, that relate to the weapons. Uh, there's a bill, uh, again, in the legislature to, to allow reciprocity on concealed weapons so that someone from Georgia, North Carolina, who had a concealed weapons permit could come into South Carolina. It's probably being done all the time. Um, is, is that something that concerns you? And, and can that be enforced in any way? Yeah, I, I, I once held a concealed weapons um, permit. I, I don't anymore. I, um, uh, we're always um, somewhat proud of the fact that, uh, that the um, 
safeguards and the, and the that we had in place here in the South Carolina law was superior to those of other states. Uh, that that we did not have reciprocity with every state because their rules were not as stringent as, as ours. Uh, that's Th something. This would open it this, up. This would open it up, and I think that's unfortunate. I think that's unfortunate. I, I, I hope and pray that we we recognize that with the right to bear arms, which is a, a constitutional right. Uh, in this country also comes responsibilities and, and uh, we are the whole firm to our, our South Carolina roots there. You have, you have young daughters. Who should be protecting them in schools? Uh, we have really good school resource officers. Uh, uh, the challenge that I've seen with some of the ideas put forward uh, in our state um, house is that there's a, proposal to, to have more officers in schools. There's no funding attached to that. Um, I, um, uh, I would say that more, more officers, if, if you had to default to a position, would certainly be uh, a preferred route. I do not believe that arming teachers is a good idea. I think it's a very bad idea. And uh, we ought to allow teachers to teach, and we ought to be focused. If we're going to give them more resources, we need to give them additional pay and make sure that benefits are protected so they can educate our children. Do you think it's up to the state to provide and provide funding for the the, uh, uh, the resource officers? Um, absolutely. I mean, obviously, uh, you can look across every uh, county, uh, all the 46 counties in the state, and, and more often than not, uh, state government passes mandates and they don't fund them. Uh, we 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 fund legislative offices here on the local level and, and state agencies and. Uh, and obviously every single year the um, uh, uh, local government pool is, is raided by the state legislature uh, to the tune that affects us this year to the tune of an additional couple, couple million dollars. It's, um, uh, we've for the last seven years finished five of the last seven years in the city of Columbia with a budget surplus. Our tax millage is down from 106 mills to 98 mills. We've gotten upgraded by staying in the pores. So if you get a surplus, these, maybe you should be funding. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, well, I'll tell you what, we, we're, we're good stewards of taxpayer dollars. We've gotten GFOA Award of Excellence in Fiscal Reporting four years in a row. We're doing our job. We'd, it'd be nice if the state and the federal government did theirs as well. Let me ask you to put your national hat on as, as, as soon to be president of the uh, U.S. Conference of Mayors. Where, where among your, your fellow mayors are the gun and the violence issues if, if, among their priorities? I, I mean, that's the great thing about being a mayor uh, is that um, you can sit around a, a, a large uh, round table, oval table, and, and, and you start talking about the issues that really hit um, Americans hard. It'd be very difficult to determine who's a D or who's a R, who's a Republican. Um, accents will sometimes give you away. You can tell which of us are Southerners or Northerners or from the Midwest. Uh, but uh, the, on the issue around guns and making sure that, uh, that we're, we're passing thoughtful policy, uh, that everyone's engaged. Obviously, there's some regional differences. Um, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the South, I mean, in, in the South, we're, 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 we're pretty strong Second Amendment uh, culture. I, I dare say I'd probably find more of my peers who, 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 who are like me who support Second Amendment rights but understand that with, with rights come responsibilities. Uh, in your, the north, your peers from, from in the, the west would probably the, say much the, the, the same. The west, thing the the west, west would be different, and it, it, oh, my friends, my friends from uh, from Colorado and Montana, and yes. and, and, uh, and certainly in the Midwest, would, would in the Southwest, obviously, would say the same. It's different when you get in the Northeast and, and, and the Far West, uh, but but still, uh, at our at our core, we're still men and women who just care deeply about about making sure that we we, we work together to preserve human life, and uh, there's there's a there's a basic decency and also. 
uh, a belief that we need to work together on solutions as opposed to, to always knocking heads as we, we do in Washington. So is, is the conference an active lobbyist on these gun issues? Oh, absolutely. The conference has led on these issues long before I was ever mayor. Uh, and usually every, every major issue of, of, of social import since 1932, uh, the Conference of Mayors has been uh, in, the, in the forefront. And I'm really excited about uh, uh, the opportunity uh, to lead the conference for and the next collectively, year. Collectively, what do you want federal government to do? Uh, we're going to advance an agenda. Uh, that does not focus only on our responsibility, our, our role advocating from the federal uh, uh, government, but also state government in, in, in building out our responsibilities with our citizens, the business community, and the philanthropic community. It's going to focus intently on, on building strong infrastructure in this country. It's going to focus on the innovation economy, making sure that we're taking advantage of opportunities uh, to capture 5G and technological innovation that help close uh, some of these persistent uh, uh, gaps that, can get, that uh, exist in our society. And we're going to focus on inclusion, uh, making sure that we build a, a much more inclusive uh, society. So it's going to be infrastructure, innovation, and inclusion. Do, do, do you lie awake at night thinking, don't let it happen here? Though we've had it happen in Charleston, we've had it happen in Townville, with these uh, the eruptions of, of I, violence I go, on I go a to, mass level. I go to sleep every night and I wake up every morning um, thinking about what I can do to make Columbia better and stronger and more prosperous and safer. We've got, a, uh, we've got an election for governor coming up this year, regardless of party affiliation. What would you want the candidates for governor to do to address the needs of cities? Sure. I think recognizing uh, the fact that cities and metropolitan economies are, are driving uh, not just the American economy but the global economy right now and working to be a good partner to help grow uh, our cities, uh, grow our innovation economy, and as a result grow opportunities for all of our citizens would be, a, I think, would be the way to start. Uh, but it starts with a dialogue, recognizing that uh, that while sometimes if you're at the state house, the governor, or, or or even the White House, that you might not every single day have to interface with citizens, but mayors and local governments are required to, whether it's at the church or synagogue or mosque or at the grocery store, at the traffic light, uh, we uh, every single day we get a chance to interface with with our citizens who share with us their hopes and dreams and and and, and fears. And um, we can serve as, serve as a wonderful partner and sounding board in helping make South Carolina what, you know, what we all know it can be, the most talented, educated, entrepreneurial state in, in, in America. Um, we, we do believe that while we breathe, well, we still hope. A lot of people would say we're not the most educated. You, you yeah. used the word could what be. What we can be. What yeah. we can be. Um, with regard to the economy, so we, we sit here in Columbia and have had for months now this whole issue of the failed nuclear power plants and, and SCANA and and Santee Cooper swirling around us. Is that hurting the city and more broadly uh, the, the whole state economically towards appealing to outside uh, investment and construction? Well, it's not been, it's not been a good uh, narrative, obviously. A part of uh, a significant underpinning of our success and growth and transitioning from a textile economy of the last half century has, has, has been a significant investment and automation and uh, the advanced manufacturing. Uh, having a good, strong power grid, reliable, low-cost power is, 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 is central to that. So this narrative has is, is, is been certainly um, harmful, even against that backdrop. We, we continue to see uh, job opportunities grow here in the Midlands, um, a lot of it fueled by the growth here at the University of South Carolina. 
uh, we will continue to um, uh, uh, find ways to commercialize intellectual property and, and, and build partnerships that create knowledge economy jobs. Uh, but, but certainly, uh, uh, this, uh, this has presented some major challenges to our, our state, I think internally as well as externally. Are there, are there any major uh, potential investors, uh, manufacturers that have decided not to come because of, of the nuclear issue? Uh, I, I've, I've not been told of that, and I, and I hope and pray that's not the case. We, have, we still have a lot of good, strong investor in utilities uh, here. Um, of course, still have one state-owned utility. And, and I think a great deal of interest uh, from uh, others like, like Dominion and NextEra who, who, who express interest. Would it matter interest. to you if, if the utility here were Scanna or Dominion? Uh, the, um, well, I think we've crossed the Rubicon uh, on that, that, that the alternative, that there'll be something else, uh, at least very uh, much in a, in, a, in a different form. Um, so I, I want to make sure that people have access to power. I want to make sure that, that rate payers are, are paying for what they receive and, and that we, we put some safeguards in place to make sure we never wind up here again. We've got just a minute left and I'll ask you very quickly, one, one it's rather local but it's important, uh, the Bull Street restoration project that you have substantially been behind, very visible, much touted. Have you had to rethink its scale, its pace and its ultimate goal? I think uh, the only um, uh, thing that I, think I haven't had to re rethink but obviously our, our developer as I rethink is obviously changing the retail economy and, and, and what that looks like. But the largest office building built in the last several years has been built at Bull Street. We've restored several uh, historic buildings, the bakery, park annex. Uh, we built a first class baseball stadium and the two great construction projects going over there, a senior facility and, and um, some condos. So we're, we're moving forward. I have to cut you there. I drive past it frequently and I'll keep an eye on it. Awesome. Thanks very much to Mayor Steve Benjamin of Columbia for joining us. Thanks as always to you for your time, for your interest in this program. From the Kennedy Greenhouse Studio here on the campus of the University of South Carolina for SCE-TV, I'm Charles Beardock.